Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be about when we should be leaving loot behind in Destiny 2. I had a good discussion on the Rageous Roundtable with 30 and So Gaming about this and wanted to do a video about it. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify, you can always tune in live, twitch.tv slash say no to rage. Uh, as with all of my content, if you subscribe or you submit to the question and answer you have to do that when I'm live but if you don't that's fine just follow the channel if I'm not live you can always catch me when I do these broadcasts uh, basically what I want to talk about in this is why there should be points in time I think in Destiny's life where we do leave loot behind I know a lot of people don't agree with me let me try and make my case here as to why I do think some of this has actually hurt a lot of the new content we've been playing by being able to bring new loot forward first I want to talk about how it's a loot based game then I want to talk about how we need to prune the rose bush and then I want to end by talking about perks and power Firstly, before I get into this, I need people to admit and look at the collections, and if you're one of the people that think we should be able to bring loot forward, you need to admit that 99% of the loot brought forward from year one is completely and utterly worthless. You're basically defending the fact that we can bring forward the Midnight Coup, the Ikelos shotgun, and then obviously exotics. I don't think exotics should be left behind, but when you really, really look at the loot pool in general, in general... I think it becomes very, very clear that bringing the loot forward is not having a net benefit for the player base, considering such a tiny, tiny percentage of the player pool, of the loot pool itself, even needs to come forward. So much of it is just completely and utterly worthless and left behind, so why bring it forward? Uh, so before I get into the talk, I'm going to thank I am Pones for the two-month resub and then Syrian BX for five months. Thank you guys so much for your kind words and your resub messages. I'm not going to read them right now. So loot-based game, all right? I understand, I understand why people in a loot-based game are like, you know what? I like my loot. I want to keep my loot. I don't, I don't lack empathy for people who say those things, okay? I do lack understanding, and here's why. I don't really understand players that I guess don't want a fresh experience or don't want new loot because if you're going to use your midnight coup for two entire years, what exactly are you chasing? Uh, what exactly are you going after in the in the new loot pool? Now I know they'll say, no, I like chasing new guns. You know, I want to chase the new guns, but I want to be able to keep these guns as well. To me, if you like a loot-based game, I don't really know why you want to keep your old loot for forever. A nice, fresh feeling to the game, a nice coat of paint, and nice new stuff to go and chase is always a really fun experience. I think the Taken King is proof of that. We left everything behind, you start equipping blues and greens, and then you have this sense of renewal and this fresh feeling to the game that presently we don't really have and I think some of that is because they give us things that are so powerful early in the game's life cycle they sort of override a lot of the new loot that they try to put in the game so I do think there needs to be a point it doesn't need to be every DLC it doesn't need to be every DLC but I would say at least every year or at the very least every two years when we get to September of this year I think it's time to leave behind the year one stuff. Now, if they want to refresh the year one stuff with all the loot pools and the NPCs like I've recommended, I think that's completely and utterly different. I also think that Forsaken didn't deliver enough new loot to really warrant what I'm saying. So I will admit, 
you can't really prune the rose bush, which is what I want to talk about next. You can't really start pruning the rose bush if you're not going to be really generous and add a bunch of new stuff. The lack of new stuff in Forsaken actually kind of made sense why we need to be able to bring the old stuff forward. But again, I'm going to remind you, 99.9% of the old loot pool isn't coming forward in anybody's inventories. Nobody gives a crap about that gear. It's basically two weapons, the Ikalosh shotgun and the Midnight Coup. So let's talk about trimming the rosebush. If the loot pool is not pruned, I think it struggles to grow. That's why I'm kind of using a botanical image for you to see that if you don't prune it, it's really, really hard for other things to grow. It kind of chokes the loot pool. The Midnight Coup and the Ikala Shotgun are two weapons out of a sea of year one weapons that are overshadowing virtually everything they try to add to the game because they're just so good and they're just so strong. Keep in mind, I think this empowers Bungie to really every year add lots of super dope, really powerful stuff if you're always leaving behind the old super dope powerful stuff. They could add a really insane hand cannon, auto rifle, shotgun in Forsaken if you know that those things are ultimately replacing what you're getting. Now, Mike had a really good pushback on the podcast. I want to honor his good point by saying, he's essentially saying, you're just playing the same game, you're just replacing stuff because you have to instead of because you want to. My issue with that idea is that that's more of a lateral incentivization instead of a vertical incentivization instead of feeling a sense of vertical incentive of I need to go up I need to gear up and chase these awesome things I need to level up to go get these really powerful things it's a lateral incentive this gun is as good as the gun I already have this shotgun hand cannon whatever it's as good as a gun that I'm, I, I can already use right now and I don't think lateral incentives are as strong as vertical incentives especially considering you're dealing with a game where we level up and things are stronger and things are harder as you go up in level as you you know as you engage with the content there's definitely a sense of lateral progression that's one of the reasons people get so frustrated right now with infusion and leveling that lateral progression is somewhat frustrated and i think that's where people are kind of falling off the rails a little bit they're like man i can't even do basic things in the game i think that proves my point that lateral progression is something that people want they want to be able to progress i'm sorry vertical vertical progression is something that people want they want to feel that sense of progression upward instead of just sideways Weapons also have lanes and archetypes. This really limits what you can do. How much do you think you can really do within the archetype of a hand cannon? How it shoots, how fast it shoots, how much damage it doles out, how fast you can reload it, what kind of damage it does. There's only so much you can do within the lane of the given weapon types. Within the game, you know, the archetype of hand cannons and auto rifles, pulse rifles, you know, just think within the realm of primary weapons. The role of a primary weapon is to have a good amount of ammo and a rhythm of damage that allows you to deal with the lowest tiered enemies. That's what a primary weapon does. There's only so much you can do within that identity and lane of that weapon before you start to run out of ideas and run out of create, you know, creative ways to dole out power. That you just you start to hit a ceiling and then you're just making again, again you're making just lateral changes. Well, this new weapon is as good as weapons that I already have. It's just a lateral incentive, which I think is a weaker form of incentive. I also think that very it very much limits what they can do with respect to power. Now, I do think they could do a lot more with power and a lot more with perks than they're presently doing. So let's talk about that here at the end. Perks and power. 
This is one of the main issues with diversity right now, if we're honest. Even though we are able to bring in guns like the Ikalos shotgun and the Midnight Coup, one of the reasons that we haven't really pivoted to anything else is there's just a lack of perk depth, perk power, and perk diversity. Now, why is that? We can attribute some of this to the influence of PvP. You obviously can't just go crazy with a hand cannon or an auto rifle, make it insanely strong, make it more winsome and more strong and more more like, wow, I really want to use that, than like a Midnight because it runs the risk of breaking PvP. So that obviously is a significant presence in the game. We don't need to beat that dead horse anymore. PvP obviously needs to be separated if it's going to continue to be a presence in the game. At the very least, they could introduce really crazy perks and power on new weapons. Ideally, these would be weapons that are Nightfall-specific or in raids, or maybe curated roles that you can grind for in the forges or curated roles that you could grind for in you know in the in the reckoning okay end game content should have far more exciting loot than it has right now nothing in the forges was that exciting and most of the new perks in season of the drifter nothing is really wowing you and knocking you out of your chair it's just nice to see new stuff there wasn't there's still not anything that is actually really blown anybody's hair back PvE power and perks do feel limited by by PvP, and I think the future might allow for loot pursuits to be more long-lasting, because if they split PvE and PvP, 30 and still gaming could get his wish. Again, he disagrees with me. He could get his wish. You could continue to use your Midnight Coup or your Ikalash Shotgun for forever, because Bungie can do nutso things with the weapons. They could say, you know what? PvP's not an issue anymore. We've completely separated. Or if my prediction comes true, they completely chop it off. If they do that, then I think you're going to end up with a game where they could say, yeah, all these new hand cannons, auto rifles, and shotguns, yeah, they're nuts. The perks are crazy. They're really, really strong. Maybe they could even do a more vertical progression system in the game itself, so new content has its own levels, its own power structures, and you need the new weapons if you're going to go into those power structures. The old weapons would still work in the old content, but if you want to go into the new content, it could be at new power structures and levels that the new the new gear would be needed only for the new content, but it wouldn't necessarily be needed for you could you could you'd use the old stuff in the old content. There's a variety of ways they could approach this. I still think even if they completely separate PvP and PvE, and they really go nuts with perks, I still think you hit a ceiling and a limitation on what you can do within each weapon archetype, so there would still need to be seasons and times where you basically leave things behind and have to push toward the new loot pool because there's only so much they can do with each given archetypes of guns. The only other way to do it would be to introduce completely new archetypes of guns and completely new weapon types, which again, they might be able to do if PvP and PvE are separated. So... If you enjoy this content, please share it with people that you think might like it, Reddit forums and the like. If you're listening on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live, twitch.tv slash say no to rage. As with all my content, I appreciate you listening and watching. Please like, share, and subscribe.